1: It's not too late for Big Ben to get pardoned. Welcome to a Sammy Watkins revenge game edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport that it covers. I'm your host, an Eagles fan, Daniel Hartigan. I uh, genuinely do not understand our coaching search. Uh, WTF, mate, feels like we're just going to accidentally wind up hiring Doug Peterson again. With us, as always, Chiefs fan, Danny Solomon. Danny, you were texting us some pretty outlandish things about Chad Henney on Sunday. Uh, and you want to apologize?
2: I do, but I, the man's a hero. The football gods helped the better team win. I believe in Chad Henney, but I really, really want Patrick Mahomes back.
1: <laughs> I think you're going to get him. Okay, uh, also we got Washington football team fan, Jamel Johnson. Jamel, why has your team not traded for Deshaun Watson yet? What are you waiting for?
3: Look, the emails have been sent. People are
1: not answering them. (laughs) Okay, and lastly, joining the show today is an analyst on NFL Live. She writes incredible cover stories for ESPN the Magazine, hosts the podcast, The Mina Kimes Show, featuring Lenny. Simply put, she is crushing the game right now. We're lucky to have Mina Kimes on the show. Mina, how are you doing?
4: I was good until I heard that Chad Henney slander. I I might have to leave now. Anything is possible.
1: Anything is possible. We saw that. I mean, Danny was we were all in a group text and Danny was not about I was trying to have them build a statue of the guy during the game, but Bro, mm. he was yep. he was anti
3: Henny. He was anti Andy Reid at one point. That's wow. I, no. that's too far. Wow. I did not ever oh, I was
2: Oh, you did oh stop it. <laughs> I was also a little drunk on DiSerono. Not Hennessy, specifically.
1: Um, okay let's get into it. mina do you think the right four teams made it are these the top of the mm-hmm. crop
4: uh the top of the crop that's that's a new one i i i, <laughs> <laughs> I actually you know what i kind of think that makes sense right because if you're like farming i guess you want the top of the like the stalks i don't know you want the I don't tall stock what, you want the tall stock i don't want no short corn sounds terrible but, but parad- paradoxically with like asparagus you don't want the spear you want the stems but anyways um <laughs> yeah i think they did actually i mean it, this it's certainly a testament to the importance of offense in the nfl right i mean the better defenses were eliminated <laughs> and um i would say three of the best quarterbacks in the nfl and tom brady who was also pretty good um made it and I, these are the games that i was most excited i mean let me put it this way i love the browns but chiefs bills is much more exciting from a football perspective to me in terms of the competitiveness than browns bills would have been sorry browns fans and then on the other side of the football i think the bucks while i don't think the bucks were necessarily a better football team than the saints all year they're the higher variance team and because the packers are so good I think the Bucks present a better challenge to them. So I'm happy with how it all turned out.
1: Nice. I, I agree. And yeah, seen, we saw the Bucs go into Lambeau earlier this season. I know it's going to be a completely different game on Sunday. But also with you on Chiefs-Bills, uh, this 27 years thing, ever, this is like the third time, which is hilarious because it's the exact amount of time that the clown from IT Goes dormant before re reemerging. Wow. So I'm trying to make a correlation with those games. Um, okay, let's start the show. Uh, every week we watch football, and every week we inevitably find something to hate about it. Danny, you want to kick things off? Tell us what you hated this week.
2: Sure. Well, I'll, I'll you know I'll try to to make this quick, but I, I truly don't understand, and I hate the NFL coaching golden parachute. I think they're just like with CEOs, it feels like it's a thing in the NFL. And I'm, I'm speaking as a fan here and not someone like Mina who actually knows what's going on. But from the outside, it sure seems like you can do a terrible job as a head coach for years and set a franchise back and destroy many players' careers in the process. And you still have a pretty good shot to get hired again. Like Jason Garrett, just getting an interview to be the Chargers head coach. That seemed weird. Did did the whole thing in Dallas seem great to anyone? Or like Adam Gase, you know, fresh off being the most entertaining joke in the league, now might be Seattle's offensive coordinator. And I mean, Josh McDaniels told the entire city of Indianapolis to go fuck themselves. Now he might be the Eagles coach. Urban Meyer has a job and he swept domestic abuse under the rug. Mm. We knew the owners were pretty sexist and racist, but it kind of also seems like they're dumb a little. I mean, tell me again if I'm wrong here. What worries me, I guess, is that this is probably what's going to happen to Trump and the Kellyannes and the Stephen Millers and the Bill Bars out there that we just forget. It's just so quick. We're on to the next thing. And now they're just going to get another gig too. The floor is just way too high for people. So I think at the very least... These coaches who come back to the league, who were terrible, should have to wear like a big scarlet L on their chest or on their coaching visor, and it should stay there until they make it back to the playoffs. Let's punish people for fucking things up again.
1: I love it, Danny. Also, shout out Robert Sala, though. You know, one of the only uh, minority coaching hires this round. We got some GM diversity in there, but it's still nowhere close to where it needs to be.
3: I have a theory about Eric bien I think that Andy Reid is sabotaging his interviews. It's like in a sitcom when the family has to move out of the house that they grew up in. Like, remember in Fresh Prince when, like, Will, like, he kept, like, not letting them sell the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, the Hemsley showed up and he pretended to be a ghost.
4: (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't remember that. But it, it yeah. sounds you're painting a very vivid picture.
3: See what I'm saying? It's like a Scooby Doo. This is the Scooby Doo theory. <laughs> you dig
2: me? <laughs> so you're I saying Andy Reid is, is in a mask going in as yeah. someone else. If it Don't wasn't for that- him. Oh, you know what
4: I'm saying? Hmm. Mm. I kind of get it. it. Weirdly, I kind of I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, Andy Reid has publicly endorsed. Eric Bien-Aimé, which kind of throws a little bit of a wrench into the <laughs> that's, Scooby-Doo
3: exactly. French that's French. what he wants you to think publicly huh okay
4: yeah um i think the uh the institutional structural racism theory might triumph over the scooby-doo fresh prince theory here but uh <laughs> but i like where your head is at i do
2: oh thank you he's been such a great coach, uh, or an offensive coordinator. I don't know what else the guy has to do. So I'm fully on board with what is saying. It's clearly deeper, but you know, what can we do? We, we just sit here and talk about it. Is that All Daniel or Danny
4: is. talking by the way? That's Danny. Danny. Okay. I was just, I, 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 this is literally never met you guys before eight minutes ago. And, um, Trying to learn to differentiate between your voices. It's kinda of like night one of The Bachelor when there's like three Genesis. <laughs> one is like Jen H and Jen B. So you're Danny Danny and Daniel. It's a decision to go by Danny, by the way. I always think about that. Like with Jimmy Garoppolo. At some point in his life, he was like, you know what? I'm gonna stay with Jimmy. And whenever I meet a guy who, you know, or anyone, I guess, who sticks with that kind of nickname form, um, it says a lot. Confidence.
2: Thank you. And you know, actually, Dan or Daniel, uh, he also went by a different. You went by Danny, right? But then you changed it because I'm also Danny. He made uh, you it know. Well. Look, man, oh,
1: at wow. some point, people just label you what they want. You're going to be. I've been Dan to people. I've been Danny. I've been Daniel. I've what do you want to? I'm Daniel. That's Take how I introduce I'm taking myself. Taking over
4: this podcast, basically. What you, you Daniel? <laughs> you're you want to be Daniel?
1: I, I. That's how I introduce myself, and, you, and I and I like. It.
4: Did you grow up as Danny, and then when you went to college, you were like, "Call me Daniel."
1: <laughs> I just like started got wearing some new different pants
3: coats. Pants. Yeah, you bought a pea yeah. coat. Started acting different.
4: Dude, the sure. coat thing is real. Like so no, many people sure. wear their first leather jacket <laughs> when they get to college. I don't know if you've ever noticed that phenomenon. I think with guys too, they really try new looks for the first time, especially if it's like an East Coast school and they're from the West Coast. You know, um, but I respect that. I respect that. I mean, it sounds like Danny kind of alphaed you out of your own name. If we're being honest, and I, think
1: I am that's older, fair. older.
4: It's true, but yeah. uh, you know
1: yeah, he's more senior on on the show that we work on, so I kind of have to do what he says.
4: That's fair. That's fair. I never read the <laughs> Uh
1: Mina, what did you hate about watching football this week?
4: Um. Yeah. Well, someone already mentioned the Adam GaSe rumor. So that's I'm a CX fan, <laughs> that's obviously. Ooh. D- it's got to d- hurt. Depre- depressing. Yeah. Um. You know, I I would say the prospect of when when Mahomes, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, who are the top of the crop, I like to say, um, when they got hurt in the playoff games, it sucked because it's like fudge. I don't want to see these teams play without their quarterbacks and it stinks, but also like that would not, like two-star quarterbacks going out, and into concussion protocol in meaningful NFL playoff games would not have happened five years ago. So it's like a good thing. It's progress, but also it's a reminder of, Oh man, I'm rooting for this person to come back in six days instead of seven, even though he suffered a very debilitating injury. And thus, um, you know uh, I feel bad about myself.
2: Is there, because you're, you are the most knowledgeable person we've ever had on this show. Usually we just get comedians on who like to make fun of Tom Brady kissing his son. So do you believe with your experience and knowledge that there is some kind of a conspiracy because a lot of people say like, oh, it's just, oh, that whole concussion thing is bullshit. The NFL is not going to, not going to let him sit on the sideline for a playoff game. Is that true? Is there anything to that?
4: Um... If there is, I wouldn't be someone who knows. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: like,
2: yeah, and probably. Do, add, I was
4: straight up, and I thought the way you were going with that question, I thought you were going to ask me, "Is it true that Tom Brady does make out with this? I is really like, <laughs> there, and I was like preparing. I was really like mentally preparing an answer for that the entire time, and then you threw me a curveball and went back to the concussion thing. So I had a whole answer in my mind for the. Brady sun kiss thing. Oh, go
2: ahead. Um, I mean, we've seen right. the photo, but it could be Photoshop for sure. Yeah, There's
4: sure. a, a video. There's a
2: video. Yeah. It's Tom <laughs> Oh no. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't have video on my phone. I'm sorry.
4: With a deepfake. Um <laughs> Yeah. Um, I I think the question you're asking is one that a lot of people asked about the COVID test this year because it felt like all yes. of a sudden guys were, it's like Sunday, everybody's fine. Um but anyways, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll say with respect to Patrick um, and, and they're going through the protocol now with him, it was he, he suffered a pretty unusual injury as well. I'm sure you at home were watching and like a little confused because you didn't actually see his head making contact, right? Um, so, uh, you know, again, I'm not buying what the, the Shield is selling me or whatever, but by all accounts, he's doing fine. I think Jackson would have been a different case if he had to play this week because he bonked his head pretty good. Uh, uh,
1: Part of the fascinating thing I saw today was Brett Favre kind of going around saying that he'd never been in this situation where he'd have to pass some sort of protocol to play and and be in the situation and make a decision like this. And I think at some point he even said, you know, he might not play if he was Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, dude, we all watched the saints Vikings NFC championship game 10 years ago or 11 years ago. Like we know, we know, you've experienced similar punishment. So it was a strange kind of media day for Brett Favre. I wasn't sure what his messaging was. But anyhow, Jamel, what would you hate about watching football this week?
3: What did I hate? Uh, Something that I hate every year about this time. The Pam Oliver slander. It gets cold outside, and then people get on Twitter and are like, what's wrong with Pam, bro? Pam has been outside for 30 years, (laughs) holding it down, holding it down better than you ever could. I don't want to hear it from you, Mr. I I do data entry, (laughs) shut up. And she's never anywhere warm. Have any of y'all ever seen Pam Oliver in the Superdome?
4: Don't lie. You think that they're giving her like cold weather assignments.
3: She's getting the cold weather work, for better or worse. It's not ideal. The wind's whipping around. The windiest place in any major city is a football stadium. It's set up to turn the shit into a goddamn tornado.
4: Mm, mm. Yeah, people. I di- actually didn't even think she was like that off. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. Going, Twitter was going wild. They were like, "What's wrong? Because she what's wrong with her?" And obviously, she was just cold. But when I went back and watched the clip, I was like, "I, I mean, I've seen way worse than this." Jeez.
3: Yes, yeah, she's just doing her damn job. Everybody needs to give Pam a break, unless you unless you're a fucking ice road trucker. I don't want to hear it. An ice road
1: trucker. Yeah, look, you know, I want to see Tom Rinaldi. Uh, in one of these situations in a snowstorm, you know, he he right now has it pretty good. I know he's the new kid on the block, even though he's not a new kid. He's been doing this for a long time, but let's stick him in some kind of crazy situation. See how he fares. Tom, Tom would never, he can't, he don't got the heart. (laughs) Okay. uh, Quickly for me, I, one thing I went that I hated, I went to NFL.com and I saw an updated power rankings and this wasn't an updated look at the entire league. This didn't factor in coaching hires or anything. This was just a there's four teams ranked. And I'm like, I don't know if we need this article. Did I click it? Yes. Uh, obviously, I'm not a monster. I'm going to read the article, but it seemed a bit unnecessary. Also, the Intuit TurboTax Live handoff of the week commercials. Um, Look, I know complaining about commercials is hack, but this one. It's like half is- our show. The handoff of the week was a clip of Tom Brady to Ronald Jones from week ten, the ninety-nine yard run against the Panthers. It had no business being shown in the divisional round. And could you pick a less difficult thing that you can do in football? Why are we focusing in on the handoff?
3: You're missing the point, Dan. The point it's you are Tom Brady. The football is your taxes. Ronald Jones is TurboTax, doing all the work for you you are then in turn get all of the credit and are the MVP. I'm the hero.
4: Yeah, Sounds, sounds really sophisticated commercial. Yeah. Okay,
1: well, I don't know, man. I was just thrown off by the clip. Let's move on. Okay, look, we all watched the inauguration this morning. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to watch Amanda Gorman read her poem, The Hill We Climb, just do that right now. Turn this podcast off and just go watch that. But look, because the theme of the day is unity, we're going to work that into this week's game. So which team... If they win the Super Bowl, do you think we'll bring America together? Danny, do you have – who's your? I mean, we know who you're going to pick, but what's your theory? How are the Chiefs going to do this?
2: You're right. I mean, you do know I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm a Chiefs fan. I get that us Chiefs fans kind of have a bullied kid who became a tech billionaire mentality. We're just way too confident and gross about it. Um, But I do think that the Chiefs can unite America – because I believe that back-to-back titles can set the stage for Andy Reid to become president of the United States. And this country desperately needs to be Andy Reeded. Right now, America reminds me of the 2012 Chiefs. We've been starting Brady Quinn for the last four years. Two and fourteen record against COVID. Terrible draft picks, like the illiterate rich lady running the Department of Education. But then Andy Reid comes in, and he just changes things. He'll change things immediately. We're going to have a promising first year where Andy just rolls on infrastructure, on criminal justice reform. He rolls on climate change, gets rid of John Dorsey and the Nazis. And does he have the stones to go toe-to-toe with Putin? I don't know. Did you see that 4th and one call with Chad Henney? So after a few years, I believe... President Andy, he's going to get this country right back to where it was, and then he sees his opportunity to go big, trades up with the Republicans to get us Medicare for all. And now everyone in the country has a chance to gain wealth and dignity, and America's back to its rightful place atop the power rankings of nations of the world. Andy Reid for president.
1: Big idea. Danny, so the only way to accomplish this is for the Chiefs to win (laughs) this year's super bowl
2: if he didn't de- if he doesn't win this one the questions come back can he win the big one again mm. <laughs> too are we, many questions are we, the, the dc press we, will eat him alive
4: are we picking a, the coach of the team to be president or are we just choosing the team now i'm a little confused by if we, the, whatever team we choose does the coach then become president because that changes my entire answer
2: this was sort no, of no, a little no. cheat yeah i yeah, cheated his, a
3: little bit his own vibe
2: like I don't because want to I have spoken too much at length <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. about the Chiefs to uh I said and, and have annoyed everybody, so I had to find an angle.
1: So Mina, I think you just tipped your cap about no, Bruce Arians. No,
4: no, no, I did not tip my proverbial tangle <laughs> cap. No, I was doing a mental thought exercise. Um okay. this isn't who I want to win necessarily, who I think will win, but I think the Packers are the right team for the moment. Um Mostly because they're – one, it's Wisconsin, big swing state, right? So sort of like a microcosm for the country writ large. Um, Aging quarterback, returning to form, reminding us perhaps, hey, we can still make a comeback. It's not too late. All we need is to draft a young country? I don't know. Anyway, (laughs) what the point is, like – I think we can agree the other three teams would piss too many people off. The Packers, not that, not many people would be angry about it, except for like Chicago, which, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah, they're fine. They've had some presidents from there. We saw one today at the inauguration. That's fine. Look, I do think the Packers would do a good job, but I'm just, I'm going to make the case for the Bills real quick. Uh, Jamal, what's the Bills color scheme? Uh, Blue. And red. red white and blue and america likes to think itself as what the biggest underdog of all time who does that sound like jamel
3: the browns but
1: okay okay look america was built I, on people I, not I, believing in us
4: this is perfect because bill's fans still think they're underdogs even though they're not which is actually is America. So actually, <laughs> you're to,
1: on. yeah actually shout out aaron vale she actually recorded something for later in the show um you know, she is you know in this perpetual underdog mentality. Agreed. And, uh, what I was, you know, Danny, you kind of stepped on me. Was Bill's winning would be like the NFL equivalent of uni- of universal health care? It's something you never thought you would see, but maybe, uh, just maybe. I don't know, no, man. Too regional, too coastal,
2: too elite.
4: I would also say America's color scheme is kind of trash.
2: Ooh. We could use an upgrade. Yeah, I mean, we're in a new era. Things are different now. We're post-Insurrection. Let's pick some yeah. new colors.
3: At least add At least add gray officially. <laughs> is gray the
1: alt for the America's uh, team colors? Yeah, yeah. That's our, that's what we wear on uh, Hardwood Classics night.
2: Every, everything is a gray area in America, so yeah. <laughs> wow. Mm. Nicely Lovely
3: done, yeah. I believe it is the Packers, for reasons that Mina said. The Midwest, the heart of the country. It will give some of these people peace. But you know what would really seal it? Is if Aaron Rodgers came out of the closet at the podium. Now let me be clear. I don't know anything about the men. I just read a rumor on Reddit once, and I think this is the key. If America saw a gay champion, it would confuse so many of these militia dudes. They wouldn't know what to do. It would just stun the alt-right silent. Sure, there'd be one dude who would be like, oh, what? But then his friend would be like, yo, he beat the Steelers and saved my marriage. Shut the fuck up.
1: Oh, wow, Jamel.
3: I'm just saying. Theoretically.
4: I had a joke about like, you know, <laughs> the Fed and the Roger Raid or whatever. But, <laughs> Roger's raid, but I didn't want to, I thought someone else was going to
3: say something. We missed that. God damn it. We're I leaving know. jokes on the board.
1: <sighs> yeah. Just getting dunked on, on the, on our own show. Mina, thank, thank you so much for jumping on. I mean,
4: I appreciate it. Uh, any friend of Aaron's is a friend of mine, uh, except for the, the Washington fan that you're not. You Look,
3: know. it's fine. Um, you, think I'm, you think I'm friends with you, Holmes? Why are uh, you mad at me? All y'all do is destroy our season for like 10 years.
4: You've yeah, been that's, on that's our ass. That's We broke. Yeah.
3: Yeah, you broke RG3 in half. You broke RG3, yeah. Um, Don't but, almost killed Todd Collins. Not, we're not even going to mention Todd Collins.
4: I'm 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 excited for the big game, and uh, (laughs) I'm excited for unity. That was today's thing. The unity that'll doubtlessly into when you know (laughs) innumerate (laughs) Americans gather in homes together, violating (laughs) the the safety and norms and all that. Yeah, Yeah, listen, listen.
3: man. If unity was possible, Joe Montana would have did it already.
2: What's clear is that the one team that will not unify the country is Tom Brady's Buccaneers. As long as we all agree on that, yeah. we've done our job.
4: But the, the truth be, is right? that is the team that is America, if we're being honest.
2: right? Yeah. But we have to tamp it down now. Oh. It's too volatile.
4: <laughs> I can't believe that's the one I laughed at. <laughs> uh, every, yes. uh, everyone missed one. all right good meeting you guys oh yeah
1: like i said thank you so much for coming on
2: hey guys speaking of bringing the country together nothing will bring the country together better than betting online and guess what the wait is finally over football is in full effect and the nba is back you might not be at a game this year but you can still be in on the action at bet online BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR, all caps, to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline. You're online. Sportsbook. Exports.
1: All right, let's get into these games. Uh, Sunday, 12.05, NFC Championship game, Bucks at Packers. MVP versus the GOAT. Number one seed versus the wild card. I I think I like championship games at Lambeau. This feels, it feels big. It feels, I know, look, it's a championship game. It's a big game as it is, but there's something about playing there that makes this game feel really special. And we haven't had a lot of great brady Rodgers games i I can't think of one like great packers patriots game over the course of the years they would obviously never met in the playoffs if it's your team and you get to fantasy draft for one game to win who are you picking tom brady or aaron Rodgers to to win one game right now not i guess brady's whole career but 2021
3: i so i'm sorry dan i tuned out once you started talking about uh, great moments in football history. I hate when you talk about the his <laughs> the history of the game. It makes me physically ill.
1: Okay, dude, what other stadiums have been there as long as Lambo? Okay, that shit, that has seen championship games. Yeah, We've I seen know. historic moments. The
3: ice ball. Sausage in the parking lot. I know, I know all of the stuff. Okay, Dan. And I like the Packers. I'm picking Aaron Rodgers. Are you joking? He's my lord and savior.
1: Hey, I didn't say ask you who you're picking in the game. I'm saying what quarterback do you want in one game?
3: In one singular game? Yes, Yes. still. I don't care. And I want him to lose in Pout. Who? Brady? Rodgers. You want Rodgers to lose in Pout? I mean, either version is amazing to watch, is what I'm telling you. He wins, it feels good. He loses, he's very moody.
1: Yes, we got the pouting Aaron Rodgers last year in the NFC Championship game. We saw what that looked like when he's frustrated and glaring at his teammates and kind of gl- somehow glaring at the GM and the owner at the same time. The guy can
2: That's great. That's the attitude that you like. That's I, I actually find that part of it endearing and possibly a little relatable, but it's very, <laughs> what I didn't like from the divisional round was after the Saints get beat, By the Bucks, and Tom Brady ends Drew Brees' career, a career which he had to spend the basically the entirety of it in Tom Brady's shadow. Afterwards, there's footage of him in his own fucking stadium having his kids play catch with Tom, like he's the fucking hero. Aaron Rodgers would not be caught dead doing shit like that. He doesn't even have kids. He's too cool. (laughs) He's going to have a bunch of kids and then go be like, look, Uncle Tom just beat the shit out of us. Why don't you go play fetch with him?
3: (laughs) You know that song, Too Cool for Kids?
1: He's too cool for kids. Yeah, Danny, great point. Because on the flip side of that, could I have seen at Gillette Stadium a downtrodden Tom Brady losing in shame, playing with like Lamar Jackson or something after the game or whoever eliminated him? Fuck no. There's no way I can picture that happening if he's on the losing side. It's because it was Uh the true
3: MAGA Bowl. That's because it was the MAGA Bowl. Mm, Those guys did have a lot in common. He just had to remind his children that we're all white brothers.
2: That's true. If Tom loses to Aaron, it's like he lost to Nancy Pelosi. And that is not... Yeah, it's different. guys can't stomach it.
3: For some reason, it feels different.
2: Also, Tom takes his shame inward like when he feels ashamed of his performance he doesn't do what aaron does which is you know glare at other people and get mad outwardly what he does is he internalizes everything and forces himself i guess through whatever horrid process of of suppressed emotions from when he was a child that he goes through to become the better version of himself that he needs to be to compete the next year. Actually, if this was far enough into the future, I feel like Tom Brady would be one of those guys who like every season he'd come through with another cybernetic implant. Like he would just be like, cut, cut into me. I don't care about my own body. I just want a bazooka for an arm and like a laser guided eyepiece. He, Look, would man, just, there... he would be ravaged.
1: There's some new reports coming out that said he now has his mojo back and wants to play into his late 40s. So I don't think we've seen close to the, the end of Tom Brady. Seems like this guy's going to be, barring a catastrophic injury, he's going to be around playing until he's 48, 49 years old. That's what he oh, wants.
3: There's once Philip Rivers retired, now he's going to stay as long as possible just to rub it in.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Philip Rivers was on his side. This is one of his brothers in Christ. Nah, right? but he, I mean, this is, look.
3: But both things can be true. They are white brothers in Christ, but he also has to prove he's the best. That's the part of Christianity that we don't talk about a lot is the dominance.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. Tom wants to be the grand wizard. He doesn't just want to you know, be Christ. any other wizard.
1: Yeah, dog. <laughs> you want me to be some third-rate wizard? Uh, but yeah, man, look, game itself, I think uh, both offenses are are really clicking. I think the Bucks. Like it's kind of that thing we talked about all year, where it's like, oh, they're they're going to snap into place, right? There's too much talent there. We're going to see this thing start to click. It it still looked weird in the first kind of half of, against the Saints, but I think they did end that game feeling like they could have scored whenever they wanted, and they they were starting to play with some swag. And I think they've found out that Fournette is their lead back, and Ronald Jones is a great compliment. Um, and their skill guys are good, and. It, and Brady was out there throwing confident throws again. And, you know, I think this is going to be a close game. I do think the Packers at home learning the lessons from last season and having that consistency, I'm picking the Packers, but man, this one can go either way. It's a, it's a really close game. I'm going pack 30 bucks, 25, 24. Yeah.
2: That feels low. That honestly feels really low to me. This feels like the shootout of the weekend because I think you're right that, you know, Brady's been playing better, but also the Packers defense isn't that good. I mean, they're okay, but definitely their run defense is suspect. They have one good corner and and maybe one and a half, but not that much on the back end that could stop a Tom Brady. But then nobody at all this year has stopped Aaron Rodgers. And if you're a good quarterback as – the Chiefs showed, you can slice those guys up as well in the secondary. So I feel like this is maybe the the 42-38 game that we thought maybe the Browns and Chiefs would be, and we get a really entertaining shootout. But I think I'm going also pack because I think in the end, it's down to the two quarterbacks, as we know. And I think Brady softens up a little bit in crunch time because he already won the Belichick breakup. He knows that he won that. And it feels to me like those scenarios where like the girl goes home with another guy to make her hotheaded ex jealous, but then she leaves the door unlocked so he can bust in there and beat up the guy and be like, enough, she's mine. And then the other guy leaves and the two of them have like a harsh hate fuck. So I feel like Brady's gotten what he wanted out of this. He's not going to go fuck the other person. He's going, he eventually wants to come back to Belichick. So he's just, softens Ooh. up at the very end there.
3: Your version was way different than mine. I thought you was going to say, you know, he, they kill the other guy and then bury his body and keep the secret for generations.
2: I'd be scared if I was A.B. then in that case, because,
1: A.B. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> knows a lot. That guy, like, lived at their house, right, for a little while. Yeah. He, like, lived with Tom Brady. This isn't in a dorm room. This is at the Brady estate, Giselle and the kids are running around. A.B., we need to fucking come on the show or go on any show and talk about what that was like, man. Come yeah, on. Yeah, how are you moving around the Brady estate? What are you doing?
3: Drinking milk with the garden? But, <laughs> but
2: <laughs> who better to invite into your home and, <laughs> and give, keep, you know, give away all your secrets that you want to keep to than a guy who nobody's going to believe? Like, what if A.B. comes out and he's like, Tom Brady's into all kinds of S&M shit, or he's got, you know, kids in the basement locked up or something? Like, nobody's going to believe Antonio Brown. He's insane, right? So anything he says, it's like a crazy guy shouting about UFOs.
3: Oh, man. What I would not give to just
1: see a courtroom drawing of him with the blonde mustache. Ooh. Just looking over his shoulder at Tom, and Tom just sitting there in a fucking <laughs> really nice turtleneck, some stupid ass. Anna Wintour glasses. (laughs)
3: Tom, the only guy in court with a turtleneck.
2: (laughs) Are you allowed to wear that? Is that formal enough for court? Technically. Sure. I mean, Tom
1: could argue. Tom could argue with that thing. Dude, I mean, Garth Brooks wore denim jeans at the inauguration today. I think just you can wear whatever you want to important events. It's fine.
3: (laughs) Whatever makes you feel the best is
1: formal. Uh, Jamel, for the record, who are you picking in this game? Pack 24, 21 Ooh, you like a low score? I think the buttholes
3: will be tight uh, from everybody except for Tom and and an A Rod. You know, oh, a few so drops
2: a couple yeah. fumbles
3: there, couple DBs. A lot of I think DBs are going to be dropping a lot of picks in
1: this one. Well, I'm with uh, Danny a little bit where. The Pack's defense was vulnerable. It's not like the Rams' offense played bad. Goff was fine. Like, they they just didn't really control the game. The Packers, and there was the moment where they did, I think Aaron Jones fumbled, and it just luckily went right back to Aaron Rodgers, and he fell on it, and it was just crisis averted, and they just continued marching on and putting up points. But, like, there was a moment in that game when it could have gone the other way. Um, you know, the Packers, it's just their season. That's why I'm picking them. It just, it feels like, the ball's going to keep bouncing their way. But I do think Danny could be onto to something with this could be the potential shoot. Or maybe they're both shootouts because this next game, uh, 340, Bills at Chiefs. Danny, you're in the third straight AFC championship game. I mean, dude, life is good if you're a Chiefs fan, right? I mean, you're getting these memorable playoff wins. You're a champion at this point. This is the all-time greatest time to be a Chiefs fan.
2: It is, and I got to soak it up, but, you know, there there are these moments in every single one of these tight games that we always seem to have where it really does feel like the ride is over, and it, it, you know, there was that, there was the moment when Patrick Mahomes went out in that game, after a missed field goal, by the way, so it wasn't just Tuck missing all these field goals this weekend. Harrison Butker, also supposed to be one of the best, missed a couple of easy kicks, uh, but right after that, we get the we get the Mahomes injury, and Hold I drank.
3: Not only did... Yeah, go ahead. Not only did the injury happen, Patrick Mahomes caught a concussion like he was in a fucking Netflix film. It was like when one of the kids from Stranger Things passes out. He caught the vapors. He caught the fucking vapors on the field. It sounded like he was like, oh, he would have clutched his
2: pearls if he had some. And the foot already hurt, and he was just like... He was all banged up. It was... It was a nightmarish moment because this it can't end like this. You know, I didn't and and I felt like we were definitely going to lose at that point. And I was fine with it because it doesn't feel that bad when it's not your guy, you're not really your team. But I did drink an entire bottle of Deerono, which was my good luck drink. I really they paid needed, for it later.
3: They needed the extra energy down the stretch.
2: It's you it is to. a lesson. It's a lesson in how to appreciate a team like the chiefs. You can't ever feel like it's over. That's what I'm going to learn from this because when I drank that entire bottle out of misery that night, I nearly threw up, had the spins, horrible headache, worst drinking experience in my life. And I think that was the the football gods telling me, or at least my body telling me like, Hey, believe in these guys. These guys are great. Enjoy this. Be in the moment, be present. <laughs>
1: I thought you were pretty present, uh, you know, via text message, I will say. I mean, we were we were in there together. I kind of felt like I was with you living and dying a little bit. But, um, <clears throat> man, that was the game of the weekend for me. I mean, that that second half was fascinating for so many reasons. And, you know, just I can't believe the Browns punted it back. And I know you have Chad Henney in there and it's a backup. But in my mind, I'm just like, Andy Reid can manufacture – a first down like he's one of the greatest offensive coaches of all time and you have you know this staff that's running on all cylinders and I'm like dude this guy's gonna find a way to get 10 yards in four plays you know he went with the big balls version and and rolled the dice and holy crap I mean the, the scramble
2: <laughs> but and
1: the rope a dope at the end. The the freaking oh, the new version. The fake spike. Where even Tony Romo's like, look at their body language. Like they're not going to snap this ball. Eight seconds left on the clock. Just who does that? It's the first time we'd ever seen it.
2: That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite Chiefs audio clips. Now it's just so fun to listen to. Uh, but think about what you're saying, though. Fourth down. You're saying that. Kevin Stefanski couldn't punt that ball. He, it was a 4th and 9. It wasn't 4th and 2. It wasn't even 4th and 5. It was 4th and 9 inside their own 35-yard line. I mean, that is, that is very difficult to convert. And then the game is over. The game is over then. Well, no, if were, a defense that had five. been getting to your guys. So, yeah. But the game is over if we're going to kick another field goal tops. But you're saying Andy can manufacture but, yards. Maybe we get Andy's in the end zone. The running game three. was playing well.
3: The thing is, Henny was coming off a pick. That's why you punt it. you got to trust your defense.
2: I even thought so. I was like, well, yeah, of course you punt it to Chad Henny. You wouldn't punt it to Patrick Mahomes, but Chad Henny, fuck yeah. And it was 3rd and 14 when he made that scramble. So that's another thing. They almost had him. It looked like
1: they made the right decision. You got him in 3rd and 14. There's nowhere to go with the ball, and Henny just makes a play. It's just a crazy thing that happens. Um, No
2: disrespect at all to the Browns. Honestly, I wanted to be mad at them. I was texting you about how Romo and all these other analysts were just jizzing over Baker Mayfield. And it was like, he has like a pick, a bad, pretty bad pick and one touchdown and like maybe 150 yards. I mean, he needed like two missed kicks, a Mahomes concussion, a Henny pick, Clyde being inactive, all this stuff just to get to 17 points. But, I think that they made all the right decisions. They did everything the Browns could do this year, and I think their future is great.
3: The wait is finally over. Football is in full effect, baby, like Rexen affects, and, and the NBA is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the
1: great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Um, on the other side of this game, obviously, we have the Buffalo Bills riding high. They have their first two playoff wins in decades. And, uh, you know, friend of the show, Erin Vail, huge Bills fan, uh, she dropped us a little voice memo. So let's give that a listen real quick.
0: So I don't know if you guys had to do that experiment in science class where you had to drop an egg off of a building and see if it would break. So you would to, uh, you know, stuff a coffee can full of washcloths and stuffing and wrapping paper and anything else you thought would keep it safe. So how I'm feeling this week is that my heart is the egg and I am doing everything I can to protect it and to keep it safe. And I know there's nothing in the world that can actually accomplish that going into this game. This could be the last game of the season. I'm I'm obviously hoping it's not, but uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous about our run defense. I'm nervous about uh, Kelsey, pretty nervous, but just really excited that there's even a bills game this week at all. Um, You know, the Chiefs are scary, but they don't they don't scare me that much, Danny, talking to you here. Uh, you know, I saw some tweet that was sharing the point differentials of the last few Chiefs games and how many points they won by, and it was pretty slim margin of victory. So, you know, some keys to the game for the Bills. I would say we need to score early and score often, score every time we have the ball. Don't care if that's a field goal or a touchdown. We need to score, obviously, more than 17 points. I know we beat the Ravens with that, but... It's not really going to fly in the AFC Championship game. And, you know, just play your game. Josh has got to calm down a little bit. He was way over the ball in the Ravens game. I think if he connects on some of those deep balls, that's going to really be a game changer. And, uh, you know, that's that's all I got. Um, again, I, I am nervous. It's been just a tense, tense week here. But, again, excited. Go Bills. Feeling good. Can't believe it. This is my first AFC Championship game that I have been conscious for, the last Bills AFC championship game in 1994. I was um, six or seven months old, so I don't really remember that, but uh, this is the first one and I'm just excited to be here. So with that, go Bills, go Sorry We Love Football, Um, miss you guys, welcome to 2021, over and out.
1: Danny, (laughs) care to respond?
2: Look, Aaron, first and foremost, I get it. I was right where you were one year ago. These gentlemen on this Zoom right now can attest to my state of mind going into and during the AFC Championship game. You're there. You made it after, and by the way, the last time that the Bills were in the, the, you mentioned the AFC Championship game in 93, I was there too. I was older. I was like nine, I think. So I remember it a little more vividly, but that's the last time we had had anything like that. Until we played in it two years ago and then won the Super The point is, I know how you feel. You should protect that heart. I'm glad that you're nervous. It makes me feel less nervous. Uh, and the point differential thing is a fallacy. We won't get into that. It's not, I mean, we're letting teams back. We're usually up by 10 to 15 points, you know, in a, in most of these games. And then we just kind of let up because that's kind of part of how Spag's defense plays. Yeah.
3: It's team BDSM. You guys like to choke yourselves out a little bit before you yank it, you understand? Wow.
2: We we're closing out games, which is the sign of a great team. You guys are the best team we will face this year. I think the current iteration of the Bills is the most scary I think of all of the teams we could have played. So feel good about that. We're going to win just accept it and then get a running game in the future that I think can be the last piece to, uh, to, to beating us. I think if you do that, you got it.
1: That's where I was going with this too, is it's like, look, this thing is about to be a throwing clinic. I mean, both these teams have huge, huge question marks in the run game. We don't know if Clyde's playing, you know, Williams looked good, but I don't think that's, you know, I don't think you're going to rely on that guy to rush for a hundred yards. The bills didn't even pretend to run the ball against I'm Baltimore. I'm not even sure so they have like, a running back anymore. <laughs> yeah. Singletary's on the field, but they're not even doing play action. They're lining splitting them out wide. So this game also has the potential to be shootout of all shootouts because I'm thinking about that Rams chiefs Monday night game a couple of years back. Like this thing is going to be, we might get two shootouts. So this is, has potential to be the greatest championship Sunday. Like we have ever seen because Josh Allen to Steph Diggs, uh, that's, they're going to score a few times. Um, I, I, just I don't think, think the, it's going to look like last week against Baltimore.
2: I, I disagree. I think the defenses are both playing at their best. I think it would, it took a lot to shut down the Browns running game, which is what they do, but that's what we do. If you give us one thing to shut down, we can figure it out. Stephon Diggs, I believe, will be as shut down as you can shut that guy down. And since they have no running game, we're allowed to focus on that. So I think the defense will play better, and the Bills' defense looked top top drawer. I mean, it, they really run. looked great.
1: The run game is Josh Allen pulling a Chad Henny. I mean, he'll go up the middle. He'll, he'll go on the edge. He's going to rush for you know, 60, 70 yards. Like They're going to have to have that out of him. And That's going to be all
2: that they rush for.
1: Don't know what his his game's going to look like. You know, a huge part of his game is picking up those third and four, third and fives on a scramble. And I know, like, he doesn't run for fifty plus yards every game, but that guy makes plays with his feet. Danny, are you willing to cut off one of your toes and mail it to Patrick Mahomes so he'll feel one hundred percent?
2: If that made any difference, I would. I think it would have to be a small toe. I'm not going to give up a big toe. We've got plenty more years with
1: this guy. Toe, I think it's his big toe.
2: It, it might be. I mean, he was still scrambling after he had freshly injured that foot. So he even made a first down that was like 10 plus yards, like two plays after he had got the turf toe. So I'm not as worried about that. I, I'm just, I just get the guy clear. He practiced today. He took all the reps full practice. Uh, you know, we all know that the, the, the concussion protocol is a joke, so just get him out there. He'll do his thing.
1: Um, Okay, one last question before we get into predictions. Danny, are you worried about Patrick Mahomes' actual health? We know the protocol is a joke. Like Jamel said, we saw the, the RPG princess faint out of Patrick Mahomes on the field like a couple days ago. And now this dude's going to go out there. Brett Favre's making the, the talk show around saying, I don't think you should play, coming from a guy who's in his 40s and you know doesn't feel so great anymore. Listen to me, Pat. I know you think you got to be out there for your guys, but think long-term. Like there's little things in his ear telling him, look, I think he's going to play. I'm wondering how you feel about this dude's long-term health.
2: I just, everything that I've seen, granted, I don't know, but everything that I've seen is suggesting that he doesn't have a, a, like a serious concussion. I mean, the clip itself, even, he doesn't bonk his head on the ground. He doesn't make hard contact. He doesn't even really get snapped quickly. He doesn't get like a whiplash. And you saw it with Lamar. He banged his head on the turf. That's That looked like a concussion. That's more like in line with the concussions that we've seen. This, from what a couple of the, the you know, whatever bullshit Twitter doctors that follow the football injuries, uh, what they've been saying is that it looked like he kind of just took some trauma to the carotid artery. And it's actually one of those moves that like military guys learn on how to disable someone. And so for a second, you're loopy. And then immediately you're back and all the blood's back in your head. And basically what you have is a neck bruise and there's no lasting damage. We don't know. If that if all the doctors are telling him that, fuck yeah, go play. I'm not worried about that. If he had a real concussion, I would definitely say start Chad Henney and we'll we'll just kind of put this thing back together in 2021. But I don't think that's what's going on.
1: We went with the Vulcan nerve pinch. Is that what we saw?
2: It's like there's a term for it. It's like a brachioid trauma or something. Yeah, it's whatever. It's a thing you can do to people and it doesn't kill them. It's like a CIA thing.
1: Jamel, what, are you, what, what are you looking forward to for this game? How do you think this thing's going to go?
3: My bad. I've just been thinking about Danny saying top drawer instead of uh, <laughs> top shelf back there. You, just, you guys are just going to let that slide? Okay. Danny uh, I know. I'm like, let him look. Look, it's his team. You got to let him go. I just remembered it happened. Also, I was referring to autoerotic exposition. I don't want to kink shame anybody. Uh, my thoughts on this game are it should be very good. I don't know how Hurt Mahomes is either, but I also don't know how concussions work, but I do know if your brain moves at all, you're kind of fucked.
1: So you, you're thinking maybe one inexplicable interception, or like the, the Henny interception in the last game. Yeah. Once again,
3: I've been, also I've just been watching a lot of Stranger Things, so all my references will be connected to the fact that I just watched Stranger Things. Yeah. Again or for the first time? Well, I just saw the third season for the first time, and then I watched the rest of it because I was like, "Why do I think this sucks now?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." But anyway,
2: I like season <laughs> okay. three.
3: It was they made it was faster. Season two was long as fuck, bro. They was doing way too much in season two. That's a for sure.
2: I was into the mall, dude. I was into that whole shit.
1: Yeah, they no, they got it cracking. I watched that shit twice. Predictions: Chiefs, Bills. I'm going, I'm going big. I'm going Chiefs forty-five, Bills forty-one. I, I think it's just going to be the the clock's not going to be running a lot of the game. We're going to see a lot of incompletions. It's going to be a long game. There's going to be a lot of long pass plays and big plays and big back and forths. 45-41. Chiefs making it to the Super Bowl. Danny, who you got? We know who you got, but what do you got?
2: Well, honestly, I I think it's going to be lower than that, and I think it's going to be tighter than that, and I think, you know, the Lord is just going to make me suffer. I think that's just how it is. Um, Before I give a prediction, I do want to just point one thing out. These are two really good young quarterbacks in the AFC. We got rid of a few in the last round. Is there anyone like that in the NFC? Do we have any – have they had any – young quarterback, actually pan out. I mean, Goff was the only one in the, in, in the playoffs that I saw. We got these two 40-year-olds playing against each other. Uh, you Tyler disrespect.
1: is on the rise. You uh, I mean Vince is
2: gone.
3: Michelle Trubisky. How, why do you guys get to disrespect Michelle Trubisky? Two playoff appearances. Stop it.
2: It is uh, weird that he's yeah, had so much success for being one of the worst quarterbacks in his, yeah. at least this division.
3: A young quarterback with playoff
2: experience.
1: Yeah, Look, that's a the good la- point though, man. All the young, good quarterbacks seem to be in the AFC. It's yeah, good.
2: I mean, it, this is the murderer's row. So I think whoever wins this game wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, but we
3: got, we got all the refs in our pocket.
2: How about that?
1: Uh, you got a s- score prediction?
2: Let's go, fuck it, man. It's 30 to 28. You know, it's just tight. It's weird. Weird shit happens. And we pull it out just like always by the skin of our nuts. JJ, talk to us.
3: Uh, Shootout uh, nut skin included. I'm going to say 51,
1: 45 Chiefs yikes I love it that's the game I want who doesn't want that game other than Danny and bill who are gonna be sweating yeah. it out a couple, couple,
3: yeah. couple miss pats but this shit is just going to be
1: a road runner fiesta love it you've got mail okay let's move on every week uh we are just drowning in uh in fan mail we got letters packages we got a mail room uh that look we would love to get to it all but we just stick our arm in there and we grab a letter and we read what we read, you know, we're going to get to it in the off season. We'll we'll, we'll do a fun mailbag mega show, but for now uh, let's just reach in there and grab one. Danny, you want to grab a letter?
2: Sure. I'll just grab first one. I see from the bottom of the bag. This one. Okay. All right. This is interesting. This is from Cal McNair, CEO of the Texans. All right. Oh God. (laughs) Hey fellas. No, it's gay. I'm sure it's fine. I don't know what's in it.
3: I like that. He's a fan. I think
2: I'm glad that he's writing in and he's, and he says it right up top. Hey fellas, love the show. Who knew? Uh, What I don't love is all the criticism. Me and my people are getting over the Deshaun Watson situation. People in the media are even going so far as to say my handling of our star quarterback has been motivated by racism which of course is not true. All I care about is the Houston Texans winning football games. That said, the science of phrenology tells us that when you look inside the skull of any fully black quarterback, you'll find a specific set of dimples in the area of the brain associated with not getting to the Super Bowl. Mm. It's just a fact. Now, he could be that one in 10,000. But when I pay $35 million a year for a quarterback, I expect to get at least three rings before they crap out on me. Now, we're going to deal with this thing internally, which means Deshaun is currently in the hot box. But once he's out, we'll figure out if he's become docile enough to where we don't have to trade him. Oh, if we do, (laughs) if we do, I just want to let you all know that I've tripled the security at my plantation, so I can't get Django'd. Go Texans! (laughs)
1: Hold on. Is that letter, like, allowed? What
3: just happened? (laughs) What was that thing written on? Wait a minute.
2: It was old parchment, which I did think was weird. It was in quill.
1: Uh, Why do we attract these kinds of listeners? Mr. McNair, just unsubscribe, sir. Please stop listening. Have we not been able to influence you the other way? My God.
2: I'm disgusted.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, th- I guess. Thank,
3: thanks for writing in, is what cool. I'd say. We appreciate right. fan
1: engagement. Let's move on. I, I, I <clears throat> let's. I'm just gonna do a little. <sighs> okay. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, let me read one. This is from Philip Rivers. Okay, he says, "Dag on, boys. Well, looks like I'm calling it a career. Hallelujah. I'm gonna need y'all to kiss my grits and suck my tractor tires." I'm happy as a piglet in a football-making factory that I will never have to step foot on that field ever again with a bunch of wimps and simps and the people who listen to your show. I'm just joshing y'all, but hey, the real reason I'm writing in is because I know your boy, Big Ben, is a big fan of this here show. And Ben, if you're listening, and I know you are, it's time to hang them up, you dusty old sack of crap. Go outside and enjoy America for the little while left that it has in existence. Let's ride out together. Class of 2004 forever. Signed Phil Rivers. I don't know why I read it in kind of his voice. I didn't get a bad impression. No, but, he makes uh, he, you do it. He yeah. makes you do it. And I think what he was getting at is, hey, Ben Roethlisberger, uh take, take a cue, dude. Time to fucking bow out. It's, you can retire too. No one wants you in the league anymore. Just do it. Leave.
3: Uh-huh. They're going to roll his ass out there on a fucking dolly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm like the Hannibal Lecter stretcher.
3: <laughs> yeah, dude. Just stand hey, we up We have to straight. make sign the
1: Lambs uh, reference every show throughout the playoffs. That was a guarantee. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Jamal, do you got a letter? I do. Uh, this letter comes to us from uh, Alex
3: Rodriguez from New York City. New York. Nice. Hey, y'all. It's me, A-Rod, the original A-Rod. Been hearing a lot of talk about Aaron Rodgers on you guys' show. And I just wanted to write in because one, I know you guys write letters, but two, I'm also looking for a little love here. Come on. It's your boy. I was just at the inauguration with my beautiful wife, Jennifer Lopez. Have you heard of her? That's right. I'm married to Jennifer Lopez, in case you forgot. And no one loves my wife more than I do. I love my wife more than any husband in America. I am the wife guy. And my wife has been married three times prior, which means we're actually four times more married than anyone ever could be. Just didn't want you guys to forget. Also, Dan, if you want to know how I get my lips so pink, just give me a call. My number is at the bottom. Do not read it on the show.
1: Oh, A-Rod, right? (laughs) The other, the original A-Rod, A-Rod 1.0. Yeah.
2: He's mad that we are calling Aaron Rodgers A-Rod too much on the show. I get it. He
3: is the original A-Rod. I get it. I understand, and I'm sorry. Can you slip me that number, though? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just chat. I put it in the chat.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Danny,
2: final thoughts this week. You know, I, I was going to talk about Phillip rivers retiring because he retired on inauguration day. And I just think that it's fitting for his career that his moment was overshadowed by something far more significant. Um, but also I'll just say, you know, they always give you that promo about how 60 minutes has been preempted by NFL football I think this week, this past week, we should have all sat through it and made sure we caught 60 Minutes because our man, Alex Smith, was the feature story on 60 Minutes. Look up some clips or something. What a guy. He deserves it. Better than Rivers.
1: Uh, My final thoughts this week. Uh, It's crazy to me that Sammy Watkins is just a complete afterthought and no one talks about him. In his playoff games with the Chiefs, he's averaged almost 100 yards. He was the leading receiver on the team the last two playoff runs, 18 and 2019. Not Tyreek Hill, not Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. The splits with him on the field and off the field in terms of their scoring is crazy. This dude was the fourth overall pick in the draft like a couple years ago. Sammy Watkins' revenge game. If this dude plays, I'm telling you, he has all the talent in the world. He's going to score a couple times. Uh, I think he's got like a Keyshawn Johnson type career going. He has a Super Bowl win. He's been on a few teams. He's actually more productive than he gets credit for. I like Sammy Watkins, and uh, I just feel like even Chiefs fans don't care about him.
2: It's hard because he's injured all the time, but I do love him. He he had a great playoffs last year. I'll always remember.
1: I just like that
3: he wears the uh red Under Armour.
2: Yes, and it yeah. He, he's, he's actually, and he's pretty weird in a fun way on Twitter. Yeah,
1: he, he If you look at his interactions with Bills fans when he was first in Buffalo, uh, he had to walk it back a lot because he was complaining about life in Buffalo, which can you blame him? Jamel, final thoughts.
3: Uh, speaking of life in Buffalo, my final thought is about this game as well. I have been watching the Bills in the playoffs, and I have been following some of their biggest fans. uh, Conway, Benny the Butcher, Westside Gun, three members of uh, the most infamous rap group in America right now, Griselda Records, huge Buffalo Bills fans, and they have been at both Buffalo Bills home games. And I know the Chiefs allow fans... And I'm going to be watching these dudes' Instagrams very closely because if they are at the Chiefs game, COVID 19 will never end. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm very scared because I know they have the means to make it happen. Uh, Just watch the game from home, fellas. Invite everybody from Buffalo. I don't care. Make a Buffalo bubble. But if I see any of you rapping ass rappers, In Kansas City, I know you don't care about us.
1: Please don't do it. Jamel, with a strong uh, warning. That's just a warning. That's just a reminder that,
3: look, I I know you don't have to care about what broke people think. But some of your family members are broke. Just remember that before you make these decisions.
2: Sorry, very sorry to all the Bills fans we know, Aaron Vale, Aaron Conroy, our coworker Joe Para. Sorry you're going to yep. lose.
3: Aaron, how dare you mention science projects on our show? Look, I know this is the future, but somebody's got to not be a nerd, all right? Sorry, sorry. for the slander.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry!